This is like a skincare conglomerate yeah. conspiracy theory, Emily. They're we are cracking things now. open. <laughs> Hi, I'm Teresa. And I'm Emily. This is No Ordinary Friendship. We've been best friends for forever. And while life has tried to keep us apart, we won't let it. Join us as we catch up on pop culture, parenthood, and whatever's on our minds. We promise a short break from real life, just for a little bit. We all have our people. And now you are one of them. Hello, listeners. (laughs) Hello. Episode 14. Can't believe it. Getting up there. Okay, speaking of 14, I forget if it was 14 or 15, but you know the Spotify wrapped? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people have been sharing their songs and all that, but um, for podcasters, they share stats. I don't know if you looked at it, but we are I like did. 14 or 15 people's number one podcast. So thank you so much to our super fans. It's probably like us, our husbands, and, and parents. our close friends, <laughs> but it was still exciting to see that and hopefully... Next year, we can look back on that number and be like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, we were so small then. How and- quaint. Yeah. <laughs> look at our millions of followers now. <laughs> yes, manifest. <laughs> um, okay. But- also, speaking of just podcast life, Teresa and I have been pondering if we should rebrand. I know we've only mm-hmm. been around for a couple months, <laughs> but... What do you think, listeners? We want to know, should we rebrand? So if you forgot, our podcast name is No Ordinary <laughs> Friendship, <laughs> which there's nothing which we, wrong with it, um, and we we like it, but what do you think, Teresa? I think we like it. We don't love it. It was definitely number one out of maybe 30 to 40 mediocre other mm-hmm. ideas that we had. Yeah. Um, this is like slightly above mediocre and we both agreed on it, but we came up with another podcast name that both of us are like, ah, we should like <laughs> and, use that one from the start. And okay, just for context, um, Teresa's last name is Lee and my last name now that I got married is also Lee. So we joke like, oh, now we have the same last name. It's like we're family. Um, do you want to reveal our top contender for a potential new name? Yes. So it would be two Lees in a pod. One is born a Lee and one married a Lee. Well, I think our tagline would be like born a Lee, married a Lee, which I thought I was it. cute. Anyone else love it? Let us and know, I, listeners. Yes. And I was already telling Victor the other night, I was like, I can already picture the new artwork. It will be like <laughs> two peas in a pod with headphones on. And it would be like one is you and one is me. But which P is who? <laughs> He was like, are you going to put the two girls on your current art on, in the peas? And I was like, no, no, no. They're just like peas. <laughs> the peas from Canva, Victor. <laughs> anyway, yes, we're going to put a poll up. So please vote and let us know if we should change it or keep it. Um, yeah. I like it because it's cute. It's catchy. And it's easier to say, and too. it has two meanings. Get it? Mm-hmm. In a pod, a podcast. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Totally um, get it. Tell me about The Office. Okay, this is in our breaking news section because I cannot stop watching The Office, Emily. Oh, really? I, <laughs> I know you have some type of not so great feelings about The Office. Well, you Michael don't like Michael Scott. Scott. Yeah. You have very strong feelings about that. But I love The Office. I binge it. I binge it like we talked about how we watched Friends back in the day. Mm-hmm. And recently, actually probably not even that recently, maybe like a year ago, they came out with these super fan episodes oh. where – 
a lot of shows, they do like extended cuts, deleted scenes, whatever. They essentially reproduced or re-edited like the series to add in these different deleted scenes. And the, I feel like I'm watching a whole, I mean, when I'm not watching a whole new show. I know the storyline, but uh-huh. there are different conversations that happen, and it brings like a whole nother layer dimension to the characters and the development. And oh. it just makes me love the show even more because it feels like I'm watching it for the first time. And I think my husband is at the point where he's like, why are we always watching The Office in the <laughs> Wait, background? where are you watching these? Peacock. Oh, Peacock is my favorite subscription. (laughs) (laughs) I think Peacock is really great for people that enjoy watching reality TV because Mm. there's Bravo on there and more Bravo and (laughs) And The Office. (laughs) Right. And shows like The Office, um, which, you know, all of them used to be, well, at least The Office used to be on Netflix and people were like, Mm -hmm. now what do I stream? Oh, Uh, interesting. Yeah. Is there like an example of a deleted scene that you can think of that was like really fun to watch? The deleted scenes are typically there already, but they have these short little like maybe even like three second quips, you know, that the office people have. And they they wouldn't necessarily show that in a deleted scene because it's too short. But Mm -hmm. when it's integrated into the actual episode, you're like, oh, that was witty. (laughs) Oh, that was cute. (laughs) So I felt like I did that a lot. And I it used to be a show that I just put on in the background, but now mm-hmm. I'm paying attention again. And I'm like, they're so Aww. witty. I love it. Yeah, I did. So, I do really dislike Michael Scott because he's like so pathetic, but you have to be nice to him because he has like a somewhat kind heart. It's just like super annoying. But I didn't hate The Office because I loved the Jim and Pam love story. You know, I'm a sucker true. for love stories. So It's weird that you are. You are a sucker for love story. <laughs> I because you're emotionless. Why is it weird? <laughs> well, just you're not super lovey-dovey. Like you definitely enjoy it, mm. but you're not. Mm, I just wouldn't think of you as like super not like duper a, lovey-dovey. Yeah, I'm not a hopeless romantic. Right. But I like That's the word. love stories. You're right. Who do you hate um, more, Ross Geller or Michael <laughs> Scott? Oh, Michael Scott for sure. Really? Yeah. I thought really you were going to say Ross. Me. Because Michael Scott is just like – he does something horrible and then you're so mad at him, but then he's so sad that you have to like be like, okay, fine, I'm sorry, but why are you apologizing to him? And Ross is just annoying. I don't know. It's a different <laughs> level of hate. <laughs> did you watch all seasons though of The Office? I think I did at least through all the Michael Scott and then you know how okay. he left first and then they brought in like all these weird, like even Will Ferrell was like horrible on The Office. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, then the show had to know. end. Yeah. I don't know if I finished it all the way through, but definitely the Michael Scott ones. Okay. Then you have more than enough to go off of to form a <laughs> opinion about this. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to pop culture. Um, so do you remember Girls Next Door? Yes, Didn't we watch it that together show. or did I just we, watch it? <laughs> no, you introduced it to me when we were roommates and we watched a lot of it because of you. <laughs> because you loved Holly. Yeah, I don't know why. I was like thinking back on it. And the reason I thought of it is because, you know, I've been exploring podcasts as like a regular thing each week. And mm-hmm. Holly and Bridget have a podcast. It's called like Girls Next Level. And all they do is like rewatch episodes, and, like talk about it. But what's kind of interesting is like, They'll reveal, oh, yeah, this isn't really what happened, but the producers really wanted to portray us this way. So I feel like it gives you a little bit of an inside scoop to, like, reality TV, right? Even today, I'm sure that's what happens. 
So do you want to give the listeners kind of a back overview of what The Girls Next Door was? Oh, yes. So Girls Next Door was a show, a reality show back in, I guess, around 2007, 8, because that's when we lived together. That's when we watched it. (laughs) And um, it was basically about mainly these three Playboy bunnies who lived with Hugh Hefner at the Playboy Mansion, and they were his girlfriends. Um, And it was definitely like a very unconventional, you know, dynamic of relationships. And I was like, thinking back, I'm like, oh, that's kind of gross. He was 80. And they were like in their 20s, I want to say, maybe 30 at the oldest. Um, And now when I think about it, it's kind of like, you know, Sister Wives on TLC. Yeah. It reminds me of like a glamorized, sexy, more beautiful Sister Wives. Totally. And it, it was really unhealthy. Um, but the way that they shot the show just felt very heartwarming, which is weird to say, because the three girls seemed, at least in the show, they showed that they had a good relationship and they were friends. So it is kind yeah. of like sisters. And then Hugh... They never showed anything gross, right? Like nothing like they're getting down or like sexy scenes. (laughs) It was just like daily life in this huge mansion that was like really over the top. But then for them, it was like life. So I think it was just entertaining. But also the girls seemed really nice and down to earth. Um, Yeah, I I like how it was more about the sisterhood than it was about like they never disclosed like what they did one on one with Hugh Totally. And come on, nobody wants those details no. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and but even definitely- Hugh, he didn't seem creepy in the show, right? He just like seemed like an old grandpa. <laughs> he was definitely with young a, girlfriend, a producer of that show. Then, yeah, yeah, good PR for his image. I want to say. So, have you been listening to the podcast? Do you remember I those just, episodes? I just listened yesterday. I don't remember them at all, honestly. Um, but I listened yesterday to one where they were discussing like season two, episode one, or something like that. Uh-huh. And it wasn't super interesting, but just kind of nostalgic because I was like, oh, I like to hear their voices and think back to like when I watched it. I don't think I'll keep listening to the podcast, um, but it was just a blast from the past. <laughs> interesting. I want to know what they're up to now. I know. I have no idea. Are they? How old are they? They're like in their 40s? I'm guessing in their 40s. And I remember for a while, Holly actually had a residency in Vegas. She did like Holly's Peep Show or something. Oh. It was kind of like some sort of, I'm not sure, but I think sort of like burlesque or some sort Mm -hmm. of performance thing. It was a Peep Show. She did that for a while. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway, enough about that. The other thing I wanted to share with you, I don't know if this really belongs in pop culture, but you know how there's been, you know, criticisms about how social media can be unhealthy because it portrays just like an unrealistic expectation of life. So like Mm -hmm. influencers post like their beautiful homes or their amazing, well-behaved children. And you feel like, oh, how come my life is not like that? Well, my new pressure, unhealthy pressure on social media is... People who have successful side hustles. <laughs> I am getting bombarded by like, oh, I made $20,000 off of this digital item on Etsy. I made $17,000 in a month on this. Anyone can do it. And here I am. I know I told you this, but I created these like composition notebooks on Amazon. I have made 72 cents. <laughs> It's a super cute notebook. We'll put it in our future newsletter. Yeah. So I'm just like, these people are giving me unrealistic hope of like what a stay-at-home mom can do. And I feel embarrassed because I'm like, some of these people are like in their mid-20s, super young. I have an MBA and I can't crack the system. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I feel like they make a lot of their money on social media teaching people how to make money True. too, right? Yeah. So maybe they had one really good month because they sold a bunch of things. And how do you even know it's real? I know. That's the other thing. That's why I feel like some of them are definitely liars. And I just want right. to be like, shut up. <laughs> 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 Whoa, Emily, I didn't know there was a side to you, but good to know. Um, they, when, the way you were describing it to me earlier, it kind of mm. reminds, it's not, but it reminds me of an MLM. Like yes. the way they Some of them are, are trying I to think. sell you. Yeah. Really? Ugh. Like MLMs are, come on, everybody knows that they're terrible. Like yeah. if you really want to be in an MLM these days, you're committed. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Anyway, sorry for that rant, but I've been feeling really sad about my 72 cents. And I also designed some holiday sweatshirts on Etsy that nobody wants to buy. So. It's hard to crack, right? It almost yeah. feels like you have to go viral on those platforms too. I know. Or it feels like I have to. I mean, it's not a new idea, but I think I need to like invest, like actually spend money in order to make sales. But I'm not really willing to go there because I don't believe in myself that much i think i'd rather invest in our podcast if anything spend money to make money i know i'm a little pissed that we lost out on our five dollar (laughs) credit because facebook gave us listeners facebook gave us five dollar credit to boost a post and we just didn't have enough posts we it expired (laughs) yeah over thanksgiving week we're on holiday yeah Um, but i think we can afford five dollars yeah yeah we'll talk about that offline So moving on to parenthood, um, this one actually isn't really about parenthood, but it was from the, what is it called? The Modern Asian Moms Facebook Mm -hmm. group. So that's why it's in the parenthood section. I saw someone post about a disagreement they had with their husband and they said, oh, I always thought we don't cook with hot tap water, but my husband disagrees. Like who is right? And there were all these people who chimed in, but I actually learned something because I never do, but I never knew why. They Mm -hmm. said because you don't know like if there's sediment or dirty stuff in your hot water tank. So if you use the hot Mm. water in there, you could be getting some of that stuff in your cooking versus if you just use tap water, it's just like running from the pipes. So it's not like sitting in a tank. But we're showering with hot water. Yeah, but you're not eating it. Okay. But the the shower thing also, you know, like I think Paige from Giggly Squad talked about a filter for your shower and mm -hmm, how it's like game changer because it's like cleaner. So it it Mm -hmm. probably is true. Like we are showering with potentially like dirty ish water. It did seem like it was I think California has a lot of hard water as well. And so Mm -hmm. there's definitely a lot more buildup than other areas. But Mm -hmm. doesn't water just (laughs) this is probably going to be in the apologies and corrections section later. (laughs) But like, can't you just boil that water and it'll be better? Yeah, I think you can boil it and probably like a lot of bacteria and stuff is fine. But I don't know about like what if there's like lead, you know, or Mm. stuff you don't want your kids to be drinking. I saw that post too and I was like, I had no idea that this was a thing. I had no idea. (laughs) Do you cook with hot tap water? I don't just because like I said in our last episode, it just takes forever for hot water to go hot anyway. So I'm just used to cold water or like lukewarm water anyway. Yeah. Um, But that made me wonder if you have any of these like random little disagreements Hmm. with Stephen, your husband. Um, Not around cooking because that man doesn't know anything. Uh, (laughs) But we definitely have disagreements. I was like yesterday, 
he okay i'm curious to hear what you think too emily okay. um so exclamations in a work email Ooh. yes or no okay that is like very applicable to me because i'm an over exclamationer i think <laughs> even like my texts to friends i think you can vouch for this like i'm overly emotive like i end almost every statement with a smiley face <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like tempted to do that for work too, just because I think I want to type the way I talk, which I think tries to be very friendly. Mm-hmm. And the way to get that across is like exclamations and smiley faces. Mm-hmm. So what I do now is I typically like type out whatever I'm going to say, and then I go back and delete like half of the exclamation marks and replace them with periods. <laughs> but I still leave at least one or two in to show my kind, friendly side. <laughs> So I got into kind of like a little argument with him last night because I was having him edit like a professional-ish email. Mm -hmm. And he was like, there are too many exclamation marks here. And he edited it. And okay, I don't want to give him props, but I give him props because it did look more professional with them all out. But my first Mm -hmm. reaction was like, but it's who I am. Like, it's like, I am so excited to talk to this person. Or it was a great conversation. I wanted kind of show that through the written word that's why it's there yeah um am i also coming off of five years at a company where that used a lot of exclamation marks so if you didn't people were like what does this period mean and we totally dissect (laughs) yeah are you mad do you not like me are you not excited to see me emily if you stop using exclamation marks i'm gonna be like are we fighting you'll (laughs) be like who is this who took emily's phone this is not her (laughs) where's my smiley face (laughs) Yeah, I overuse them. I think I should cut back, but it's it's just who I am. I've just accepted it, you know. Do you have any that you disagree with Victor on? Um, I have a random one. So, and I'm also curious to know what you guys do in your household. So, most fruits that I buy, I do refrigerate, like berries. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Grapes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like most fruits, just most berries. Fruits, yeah, but then, like, I don't refrigerate bananas. And nope. I don't refrigerate apples. Okay. But Victor is always like, why are these not in the fridge? Like in his mind, apples should definitely go in the fridge. And I'm allergic to apples, so I haven't really grown up eating so many of them. And my brother is yeah. too, so I think we just didn't have them that much growing up. But in my mind, I don't know why apples don't go in the fridge. And I'm they curious. They don't. Oh, I don't see? think they do. Yeah. <laughs> and they're no, always they in the belong... fruit basket on the counter, right? Exactly. They're always in a fruit bowl on the kitchen counter, which is how you know they don't like if you like them cold, sure, pop them in the fridge or they're about mm-hmm. to go bad or you're not going to eat them for a while. I mean, a nice cold crisp apple is very delicious, though. So maybe I get that's it. why he likes it. Like I like my fruit cold, too, but I don't know why. Like I just don't think of apples belonging there. But what other fruits? They do. What about like Oh, and I don't refrigerate mangoes. Like Me I neither. cut them and then I'll refrigerate them after. There's just no cut. world in where we're like not refrigerating grapes or berries. Like those yeah. for sure go in the fridge. But everything else, like bananas, I don't know why. Bananas were in our cabinet the other day. And both <laughs> me and Steven were like, how did this get in here? Who put this in here? He, he was like, maybe the cleaners did that. I was like, there's no world in which the cleaners would go to our fruit basket, take out the bananas, and put four bananas in her kitchen cupboard. So that's a mystery right now. Um, Interesting. But what other fruit? Yeah, I don't refrigerate uh, mangoes either. But then, like most vegetables, do go in the fridge, right? Are there yes. any vegetables you leave out on the counter? Onions for me, I think. Yeah. 
onions we leave out yes garlic ginger we leave out Mm. that's pretty much it right yeah i think we're on the same page here i think you're right okay thank you thank you for validating (laughs) um there's another one that i just thought of which i don't think is it's not up for debate i'm right um (laughs) you you should moisturize after you come out of the shower right of course. Wait, okay. what is the question? Like, what is the argument? Don't moisturize? <laughs> exactly. So I just feel like it was never in Steven's practice to moisturize, like put lotion on. I feel like he, like, I think it's a chore too. Like, I don't love yeah. the feeling of like cold lotion on my body after I'm coming out of a hot shower, but mm-hmm. it's necessary, especially in the wintertime. And so because we have kids, they definitely need to be moisturized. Yeah. I felt like he would bring that into his own life, but he just doesn't still does he use like a face moisturizer daily no really it's just not part of who he is his upbringing and i learned this recently and it kind of makes a little bit more sense now because i got my mother-in-law some nice skincare um last christmas Mm -hmm. and she confessed to me that she never uses moisturizer what yeah what does how, how does her skin look she looks fine. She looks good. Like oh. it doesn't look like non-moisturized. How but can just, that it be? It doesn't even feel good, right? Like I like yeah. some moisture in my face. I I was thinking maybe genetically they just have a more moisturized face. Maybe. Or what if it's actually you know like how they say the more you wash your hair, the more you have to. What if oh. the more we moisturize our skin, the more <gasps> we need it? And if we had never started, we could be like Stephen and his family. This is like a skincare conglomerate conspiracy theory emily we are cracking things open (laughs) (laughs) but it it boggles my freaking mind yeah well i also think you and i have dry skin you know like i i kind of have developed maybe like an oily t-zone but before i always had super dry skin like i could slather on that thick eucerin cream on my face and it would be dry in like an hour so it would just absorb into yeah. yourself. <laughs> so I definitely need moisturizer after I shower. Same. I just I chalk it up to laziness for Steven. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't make him sound bad. Just <laughs> no, need it, I think I guess. It, it just makes him sound like a guy. Like I bet fifty <laughs> to sixty percent of guys are like that. Because oh, um, when I was still working, I helped launch a men's skincare line. So we yes. like you know, did surveys to understand men's habits, or I did a lot of research about it. And Mm -hmm. there are definitely so many guys don't own any face moisturizer, don't own face wash. Like they just kind of let the water run down when they're taking a shower and that's all they do. A hundred percent. Which is so crazy to me. And maybe it's because I married someone who's Korean. Like he does do, you know. Right face wash he does moisturizer he does sp part of his culture yes part of his culture (laughs) so and even my ex he did stuff too so i don't know it just depends on the guy i guess yeah maybe because i've been surrounded by other guys that do care about that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. that when i look at steven i'm like oh you're doing like less than the bare minimum cool Well, he looks fine. Like, I feel like I've not looked closely recently, but his skin looks good. I, I know, think, right? right? It's so unfair. No, it's true because he – people are still like, oh, he's so young. What a baby he face. Does. I'm just like yeah. – whereas I'm like wrinkles galore. <laughs> 
He's, <sighs> now that I'm thinking about it, he does have a youthful glow. So he's doing something right. It's because he's not worrying about skincare. <laughs> okay, enough about that. Should we move on to random? Yes. Our little random section. We've neglected it for many weeks now, I think, because we're gabbing too much. <laughs> I love this section, though. I learned so much. This is just me, like, venting to you about another thing. But um, the first thing I put on this list was portion sizes. And what made me think of this first was, I know it's been a couple weeks now, but Thanksgiving. I ordered a Thanksgiving meal that was supposed to feed 8 to 10 people. And Mm -hmm. we had six adults and four young children. So I didn't expect it to fully be 10 people. Right. But we did not consume even half of that meal. And I'm like, you need to give me another option. <laughs> Wait, what? Did you have other food that you prepared, or did you only yes. eat this meal? So, so my mom did bring a couple other sides, but other than that, it was just this meal, I think. Oh, and my sister in law also brought a side too. But still, like, it doesn't make up for how much was left, right? You know, like they should tell you: is this for like four burly men that work yeah. outside all day, or for like? Three petite influencers. Like, is it for eight to ten 300-pound people? Because it was just so – the turkey was 14 pounds. Like, we just Whoa. had so much left. And it, it was all actually very good. So I appreciate that at least. Um, I just wish there was – maybe next year I'll look for, like, a smaller size. How um, many days did you eat turkey leftovers? I ate turkey. There's still turkey in my fridge, but I ate it probably five days in a row. And surprisingly, I didn't get sick of it. So now you know it was a quality turkey. But I ate it like in sandwich form. I ate it like with some of the other Thanksgiving leftovers. I ate it over rice. Um, There's like. Are you going to make a broth? No. I gave all the bones to my parents because I don't do that. Oh, okay. Um, You don't do that? But but not just. What what do you have against broth? (laughs) Nothing. I'm just not that like good at. Do, I tried making a bone broth at home once, and it did not taste good. So I'm just a, a buy-your-bone-broth type of girl now. What? Emily. Emily. You <laughs> yes. just boil the bones. Like, <laughs> you just boil the bones and add some salt. That's all it takes for it to taste good. I don't know. I'll try again. But <laughs> I feel like you're not trying that hard. <laughs> no, like real flavorful bone broth, you have to like roast the bones and then you put it in and you have to like do it at a low heat for a long time so that you're not like killing off all of the good nutrients that are in there. You know, I worked for a bone broth company before. You did, but you can do all those things. I know. It's just then I have to be like a slave to my kitchen. Anyway, it's not on my priority list. Um, Got it. But other portion sizes, like I know I'm probably in the minority of this one, but even like boba, for example, Mm -hmm. I want a boba that's like half the size of the boba they offer. Because I just don't want that much at one time. And even like the Starbucks tall beverage is too much for me for one sitting. And I usually like drink half of it and save the other half for the next day. But when you reheat it, it's just not as good. Like sometimes it gets like a weird oily film. So I Mm -hmm. wish that this world would cater to like the smaller sizes. And I don't even mind paying a bit like of a premium, you know, for the per ounce. Just give me like a little one. An option. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you say the world, you really mean like the United States. That's true. Yeah. Uh, did you know that at Starbucks you can get a short? Of anything? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. No? It's an option. <laughs> and it's slightly cheaper. It's only eight ounces, which is like what normal drinks should be anyway. So oh. a short is like just a normal serving size in any other country. I'm going to try that next time. I yeah. Not do know. it. 
I used to get them all the time because I couldn't finish at all. Back when I didn't have kids, I didn't need the coffee. <laughs> well, I also do half decaf because I can't take that much caffeine. <laughs> so really, I'm only getting like a quarter caffeine. I only want a quarter of what they offer. <laughs> you were just drinking sugary holiday drinks anyway. It's true. Like, Let's be it's real. It's the red cup. The red cup makes me happy. It's yeah. not the drink inside. Um. Okay. And then this one's not a gripe. But I wanted to tell you, like, I bought these sausages from Costco. <laughs> They're like breakfast sausages. And they uh-huh. were not good. I didn't like them. <laughs> and I didn't want to waste them because it was like Costco size, right? And I posted them on my Buy Nothing group. And it was like one of my more popular <laughs> posts. They it were, went viral. Well, not that viral. But like four or five people wanted to try these sausages. And I'm like, this is such an interesting dynamic. I know we've talked about it a little bit before. But like... Mm-hmm. The buy nothing group people are so interesting to me because I'm included. Like I'm talking about myself. You're willing to drive like, you know, 10 minutes away to pick up 12 sausages. See, sausages are not cheap these days, I think, right? Because Costco, like there's a lot. 12 sausages, like they're pretty big sausages, I imagine. It was like, you know, breakfast sausage. So not not that big. But it was like okay. a 48 pack. That's why I had to give it away. Cause oh like my God. I, I opened one of them and I was like, oh, this is not good. What do I do with the rest of them? But they were sealed yeah. in like six packs. So I was able yeah. to give it to three different people. I'm glad you're not one of those people that goes back to Costco and returns an open package. Well, like, it's not their fault. They didn't make it wrong. I just don't like right. it. So I feel like that's yeah. not a legitimate reason to return something. If it had gone bad or if it was defective, then I would. You know? Yeah. So did you give them away? I did. Yay. Gave away six packs of turkey sausages. <laughs> Hopefully somebody else liked them. Yes, I hope so. Okay. I wanted to ask you, um, so this is related to Costco as well. So I went to Costco <laughs> the other day and, you know, I was one of the few times I go without kids or anyone else. I was like, this is freedom. I get to walk around <laughs> the different aisles, look at the Take cool your time. little yeah, see what's on sale. What other gadgets do I not need as I think about being a minimalist? <laughs> um, and I saw a bidet. Is that even how you say it? It's one of those toilet yeah. seat covers mm-hmm. um, that keeps the seat warm. It sprays your butt. It cleans mm-hmm. your butt. But like what I really care about is the seat warmer aspect to it. And I was mm. like, wow, this is how you know. This is how you know you've made it. Because I went to a really big house recently and all the guest bathrooms had these like seat warmer bidets in them. Ooh. And I just felt like I was peeing in luxury. And <laughs> Wait, but then, you could totally buy that, Teresa. <laughs> well, it was it was on sale, actually. It was 350 and then I think on sale for 300 But I don't really, hmm. I don't know. It's just not one what of those the, What purchases. is the price of a warm butt for you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure, which is why I think I'm hesitant. And, and you have to install it. And I don't mm. know if it's the right size. It, it's a whole thing, Emily, not on the top of my priority list. Maybe when you make like... bone broth. <laughs> I feel like they're more common in Asia. Yeah, bidets. like at all the hotels have them too. Yeah, But it, I, I don't even like to pee sometimes because our toilet seat cover is so cold and I don't mm. even want to go through that experience. <laughs> Especially um, in the middle but what of the are night, some, right? What are some things that you have in your mind that are like, oh, if I had that or like people who have that thing or do that thing have made it? I think for me, it's not so much like physical items mm-hmm. it is having paid people do things for you because 
like delegating so outsourcing lazy that i think my dream would be to just sit on the couch all day with no responsibilities like not nothing on my to-do list and not feeling guilty about it mm-hmm. so i feel like if i truly made it i would have you know like a full-time housekeeper and cook and nanny yeah. and that's when i would be like i've made it <laughs> So not a butt warmer on your toilet. <laughs> or I guess I'm, more space right now for me because my kitchen is so small. Like to have a big counter and island mm-hmm. where I can actually get stuff. Store done. stuff. And, yeah. <laughs> okay. That was just like a fun little question. and You took it real deep. Um. <laughs> just exposed how lazy I am. On that note, we'll talk to you guys later. Yeah, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and review us. We're looking for more five-star reviews. (laughs) No need to review if you're going to rate a one-star. You can move (laughs) along. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. All right, see you next week. Bye. Bye.